They were followed by He's a Shocker. Still Zaki, 100 metres to go. Followed by He's a Shocker, Mawuga Ranabo. Still Zaki. Zaki holding on. Zaki back to back. Zaki wins it. Welcome to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm up and about. I've bounced through Cup Week, feeling fine. Johnny Walter joins me in studio. Pan pack game, 10 pin bowling, keys in the bowl, extraordinaire. How are you, mate? Mate, I went, I had a shower. So I think I'm still hung over. I had a shower yesterday. I thought I need to wash my hair because my sister in law has been cast or something, can't cut my hair. So I shampooed my nuts somehow, and that was it. Didn't even wash anything else. So I get out of the shower, I'm like, the fuck? So I go back in. Then I wash my hair, shampoo it, and then wash the get out. I haven't even washed my hair out, so the shampoo's still in my hair. And Beck's like, "Oh, how gone are you?" Oh, yeah, so I think I'm taking it to new levels. It's, this is, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm gone. We've, Good chance. We've, we've killed DK or COVID's got got DK. in. So we're back here. He is. We've had to replace him. Here he is, DK. DK's replacement. DK. G'day, DK. How are Little you? Little DK. Oh, I reckon no, not enough maidens. Oh, not enough maidens. We need more maidens. <laughs> and what do you got here? A signed crane. Oh, yeah, that's a signed. This is when I was down in Melbourne. He signed this for me when I was down for the, the final there the other day. It was very nice of him. He might have bird flu, DK. Bird cast. flu? I think he'll be back next week. But um, I think he's got the missus away. A couple of absolute heartache stories the other day. I can't. Was it Casterton or wherever it was? He had this. He you got had, the he man flu the and you got a tough beat. There's nothing worse. Is there the, the man flu and a tough beat equals that? Let yeah, a forty-one dollar shot cross him. Just some absolute just chaos. Not in the coffin. Oh, shocking! Terrible. So that's DK. So it misses away. Crook looking after kids. Hell, hell on earth. But uh, we've super subbed in uh, T Dogs. Trav Noonan. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Scooty. Um, doing a lot better than DK by the sounds of it. So glad to be here. It's uh, the carnival's dropped off, hasn't it? We're back to sort of bit of normality um, for the next couple of weeks. But looking forward to Perth, which we'll touch on a little bit later. And uh, yeah, Nico, you're off a you're off a heater yesterday, mate. At- Bendigo. Yeah, good day out. I don't know if there's anything uh, normal about this Cranbourne card on Saturday. It's just going to throw up all kind of results there. Um, it is an interesting meeting, but um, yeah, we're kind of getting back into back in the swing of normal things. No massive cards are racing from Flemington. Um, T Dogs actually went out there. He he decided he'd grace the racetrack with his presence over a couple of weeks. So uh, maybe that's why the turnover was up. I don't know. Mm, it's speaking of that, uh, eight hundred and seventy-one million turned over across the four days. And it's up 7%, so record domestic turnover on Derby Day, 166 million, Oaks Day, 95 million, and Champion Stakes Day, 144 million. So obviously the big uh, the big guns stepping up or continuing their prep for that extra uh, week has definitely proved success in terms of turnover. I'm not sure how the punters fared because a fair few must have dived into the uh, Nature Strip and Animo sort of double and... Uh, I think that was a sort of end of prep run. You having or... a dig there at Nico? Not really. I'm just just saying what happened. He did say junkie double at the time when he sort of mentioned it. A pop. Do you think Betar have got their tax bill for the month yet? Scary. I'm scared for them. And it's, it's got seven figures on it, and it's got it's well into seven figures. Yucky. Yeah. The uh, I'm not sure how the old pock tax is going to. Uh, might pop, it might be pop tax. Might, might pop a couple. <laughs> and it's just a really precarious situation with RV at the moment because you've got all these pop-up bookies under the levy, so it'll be uh, fascinating to watch the uh, the taxation space in the next We've couple We've talked of- about tax a lot, so I'll give the 80-second. If you lose a million yep. on Geelong and win a million on Flemington, 
you pay eight hundred. You pay forty percent on profit for the million you win, and you pay four point two five percent on turnover for the million you lost. So you broke square on the day, but you've done hundred thousand. No more. You've done more. You've done four hundred thousand on the day. It's a great system. Go, go, RVL. You can't afford to lose on any day. So you have to win all the time, which is just crazy because but the, the results you, are just lumpy. They're how can your forever. net result on a state be a, a chop? But you're paying win on up the twenty k's up the road and and turnover on the one you lost. It's just uh, oh, it's just not. Who come up with that? Mm, it's crazy. So while these uh, turnover figures uh, look like they're going up, I tell you what, it's just a really weird uh, situation, and there's going to be a lot of bookie pain coming. Speak- and they should be banking every dollar they're getting from it, the the, the race clubs, because. Something's got to something's got to give. Mm, it's crazy, and as I guess the carnival's finished, there's you know we turn around and this week it's the hunter. You've got horses just like bouncing through because there's another big paycheck. It's uh, it's definitely uh, well we saw that with those that they none of those horses were at their best. Animo, Nature Strip, uh, I'm Thunder, none of them were at their best. Were they? It was. Um, but if you can if you can keep a horse sound, it's sort of last man standing. There's just like another another little cherry or another carrot, and I guess it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, well, late, that's it. It's just another run. So what? It's just them missing a paddock for a couple of weeks or something, and them, and it's just if you, if they happen to bounce through it, you know, like you say, what's the hunter worth? A million or something, or two million or seven million? It's just um, it's too too big to say no to. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, interesting. It's good that RV publish uh, their results, and still haven't seen anything from New South Wales. Speaking of publishing results, Scoot, uh, sorry, Donny and I, uh, the Punters Club, we started with eighteen k. We had one hundred and two bets. We turned over forty thousand five hundred and thirty seven dollars, and fifty dollars shares returned forty four dollars and forty four cents. So we had Bella Rouge going for seven and a half in the last, and ton of grit going for about fourteen or fifteen thousand dollar return. So that would have put us in front. Uh, Giggy Kick was slaughtered by Willow, but there was. Uh, many stories of woe throughout the week. So I just got on the back foot for the first couple of days and uh, just felt behind the eight ball from sort of the get-go. But uh, enjoyed it uh, and there was a ton of bets and there was uh, plenty of action, but um, just couldn't couldn't quite get uh, get rolling. Yeah, I think everyone got their money's worth, didn't they? It didn't quite fall that well, but it got um, plenty of winners, plenty of bets. Like it's a good effort to turn over, double the bank. Um, so, yeah, no, regardless, surely everyone's pretty happy with the, the result. Mm, plenty of form done, so I uh, appreciate Donnie's work there. And uh, it was just interesting and different to see, I guess, handling a bank over four days with a couple of days break in between. I'd say it was easier than doing the bull. Obviously, there's no stream, three days, not cow paddock, so it was easier, but we just couldn't really find uh, things out wider. We just couldn't really yeah, get our sort of our mojo at any stage. It's, it's always hard. If you get off to a flyer, different story. But, um, yeah, we really butchered Derby Day and Cup Day like, I guess many punters, but we did we did duck and weave uh, a lot of shorties and be. Yeah, you forget about the ones that you miss that you miss. Mm. But uh, chopping it chopping out on Cup Week, there'd be a lot of punters that did the absolute kyber. So live to fight another day, and that's sort of our motto. So not sure when the next uh, punters club or uh, stream will be, uh, but uh, I'm sort of working on the background to get something up and going. But um, a little quick one for everyone: uh, a horse to follow out of Cup Week. So I'm going to ban Sulcum. And I'm going to ban. Uh, so I'm supposed what? to know about this. What horse to follow? Out of cover. Well, I don't know. I do think you, we should follow a tissue. Sheet? Yeah, I'm going to follow a tissue. I'm going to follow <laughs> it right to the grave. I watched the the stupid thing of uh, the. How was the go? Oh, the tissue. What? Yeah, the they continued. It was crazy, wasn't it? And what they they actually bet. I know. Well, I'm not even going to say it. 
I, I went th- uh, through at 2.30 this morning when I couldn't sleep, YouTube Cup comes the master punter thing. And I'm looking at it. I even backed a tissue that day when it was in like Sydney or something. So we've gone, followed it all the way through and then it's come through and cast us. But that happens often in when you follow them through and then eventually they get to a race and they're so short you, and then they usually bury you, don't they? Hmm. There's a horse called Gold Trip. But Gold Trip and Zaki, I backed both of them in the Cox Plate. Both of them were probably ridden out poorly or not to their best advantage, and then he comes out and I didn't follow my money in the cup, so it's just egg on face. And it Ali, happens all the time. The easiest narrative was the two horses that have been carving each other all spring are Alligator and Zaki. They finally split and go bang, bang. How hard was that to work out? Only about 70 to 1 the double. I'll put in um, old sick boy, DK's one, Captain Envious. He told us months ago about this horse, and it, it ran enormous against this Sulcum. Pushka's going to take it to the Adelaide Cup. Uh, uh, just, just one horse to follow for the spring, Captain Envious. Just you know, it's uh, it comes out of a nice maiden. I found it there, and uh, you know, no interest to me for any more because it's out of maiden grade now. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you are interested in those sorts of races, you should uh, you should follow it with confidence. Uh, cheers. There you go. So, Captain Envious is DK's. I'm, I'm going to be a bit naughty here. Uh, my my horse to follow is going to be Chicago Bear. I don't I don't love the camp. Nor does DK. He hates it. But the horse goes good. But I only I'll put a little asterisk around this. Chicago Bear, I'll only be interested to back it if it's drawn wide. This horse hates being inside horses to my eyes. Did so, it run on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. What did Adolf Yard Watcher say about it? He said it was not ready to go, didn't he? Fat. No good. No good. Yeah, no good. He's Anyways. got more. He's got some one-liners. That character. I don't know where Nico the found him. Su- Nico Super Sub was was outstanding. He did get Animo right. Oh, mate, got I, Adamo, right? He missed the. He nearly got a, He nearly took the lot. He had a massive crack at Tavolu, who just couldn't run down Boltzmann blood. alligator blood. But um, mm. yeah, it was it was tough going on stakes day. I was kind of glad I dodged that one. I think I ended up sort of winning for Cup Week, but I think if I had been there stakes day, it might have been a different story. <laughs> Who's your horse to follow then, Nico? Obviously for the three days because you didn't uh, didn't see the last one. It feels like forever ago. I can't even really remember to be honest. Um, White Marlin's probably one that. Oh, how did you find it? Did you get it off the replay? How did you find it? Yeah, <laughs> I did think I did think there was a horse that ran really well on the last day that will probably run again soon. Baltoro, I think he'll be winning soon. If you chimed into the Melbourne Cup for next year, please say no. <laughs> no, nah, I haven't. I haven't yet, but I'm, I might sort of roll some multis into him. Oh, I don't know. Jesus yet. Christ, <laughs> T T Dogs, you got a horse to follow. I have a few. Um, but, oh, what a shock! <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through the. Uh, all four days, you can you catch my review up on the um, racing show Patreon. But uh, one horse, I thought Princess Rainies out of uh, the Roots race on Oaks Day. Moody oh, yep. Horse was first up. Um, I sound a little bit too serious compared to a few guys on the on this horse to follow, but I, I really think second up next time it'll be very very hard to beat because that Roots race is rated really well. Um, and it was only first up, so mm. that was it's hard cl- to find. Horse to follow. Like most of them, like you say, are on the t- tail end. It's hard to find one that's you know not six months from worrying about or four months from worrying about, isn't it? I think for Cup Week, you've got to look at the lower grade races if you want things to follow. You're not going to be following anything out of the Group Ones or the Group Twos because they're all going on the paddock pretty much. Mm. So mm. we backed that Matron Bullwinkle on Oakstone. I think it needs even further. I think we got away with one, and and it just wasn't really. Oh. That was Did we ever massively got away with them? Any uh, any outwiders heading to Perth? Uh, there's a few. Uh, Rothfire and the Astrologist out of the um, Sprint Classic, and I think Palalia are all going to the Winter Bottom. Uh, Cascadian, 
Jeez. I think is going to run in the northerly. So he's one of the few Group One horses that's going to kick on. Um, and I think the railway and the and the northerly might see Steinem as well, who ran second to your girl a tissue while. I'm so running for my nuts, yeah. I think that's about all of them. What's a um, railway eighteen? Oh, also, or is it is it the one in the middle? Uh, railway sixteen, the handicap and the um, the northerly or the Kingston Town, formerly, but they've renamed it in, in honor of the Fighting Tiger. Is at eighteen hundred weight for age, so hmm, be interesting. I think there's a couple of fringe horses as well that ran in some lower class races during Cup Week that are trying to get into the railway. Horses like Winning Partner, he's our Bonneval, but they'll start long, long odds. I think it's going to be a cracker. Good. But uh, yeah, I think a couple of decent horses to follow there. Speaking of horses to follow, this is an absolute beauty. Sunday Arvo, Fletch Asia. It's a cracking product. This cracks out at 10 or 5th odds, somewhere between 10 and 15% if you take fixed odds when the uh, the Telegram message comes through on the fixed odds. I uh, But top sport, obviously, so sometimes you can get better. But uh, this is a beauty. Fletch Asia, have a look at this replay. Beauty Eternal, Zach's on it in the black with the pink, hunting along the fence. It's the chestnut horse, and it goes along the rail. And here we go, looking for some room out here. Oh. Uh-oh, is he going to go right to the widest? No, he's going to stay in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and, then, and then he gets a gap late, and Nelly wins anyway. Wouldn't have won. Sorry? Wouldn't have won. <laughs> Cracking jokes. Fuck so, me to run a place. Beauty Eternal, Hong Kong, is that's probably the best thing I've ever seen beaten in my entire life. That's not the best thing beat I've seen in the last 45 minutes. You don't watch enough races. You're not a real racing person. I was going to say there was a few in Perth over a couple of <laughs> just unbelievable. We'll get Terry on later, but geez. At least you got Willie back over there, big Willie. He's, he's back in town. Geez, he left Sydney pretty quietly, didn't he? Just snuck out the back door. Weird, isn't mm. it? Whole thing's got to be. I wonder who Hawks it. is going to put on for now. He's going to get. He's going to go back to Berry, or is he going to find another uh, victim to drag his horses out every start? <laughs> interesting. Just borrow someone off mm, Christopher. Yeah, that'd be actually K Mac at suit. It's going to be interesting. The Perth chat. So yeah, as the boys said, we have got Terry Layton, but uh, we're going to talk about track screen here quickly. Uh, the runner-up this week is the Albury Racetrack. I've got the roast beef and gravy roll for ten bucks. That's proper. That's proper track screen. No frills, just swimming in gravy, 10 bucks. Mitchell Beer Country there. The more we do this show, I think the more we figure out that Walt's not a big gravy fan. Well, what imagine I'm just looking at that gravy going, like, whatever you're wearing, it's ending up somewhere on you. <laughs> that is not, you're not escaping that alive. Like, I would actually get in there, scrape half of that out just to save whatever I was wearing. So, are you more of a, like a mint, mint sauce person on oh, roast lamb? If you put mint sauce within 20 kilometres of me, I'll throw up all over you. I hate mint sauce. Well, so, what do you put like... with your roast lamb, not gravy? Huh? Yeah, no, you got it in moderation. Moderation. I like to, oh, sometimes I like swimming, swimming gravy, mug style. Speaking of mug, butter chicken with uh, broccoli. I think this is at Hawkesbury. This is Richard Haynes. Butter chicken? Yeah, butter chicken. With broccoli. And then broccoli, a little side serve there. 22 I've never bucks. I've seen that in my career. At Hawkesbury. And Mitch Beers rubber stamped it, reckons it's one of the best things he's ever eaten, and and Mug Punner chimed in as well. So Hawkesbury do a cracking butter chicken. Well, it's not a bad idea to wash it down with the broccoli. At least it freshens you up a bit after you feel like you're going to die after you've eaten the butter chicken. 
I zoomed in and I looked at the butter chicken sauce and it looked oily and I agree, you need that broccoli just to make sure you, it's yeah, not out Give yourself the next a 20% hour. chance of, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a fibre or something helping it through. Some of that stuff just absolutely rips me to pieces. Anyway, speaking of rip to, doesn't rip to pieces is Manscaped. Uh, absolute beauty here. The Weed Whacker, especially during Cup Week, very time poor. You can uh, go uh, go all the way with the lawnmower or you can just uh, trim up with the Weed Whacker. I found my first ear hair all this morning, actually, and gave it a little bit of a trim. So that's uh, ominous signs for me. So head to uh, manscaped.com and type in Little Birdie and you get 20% off. What? Your first year here, stop it, mate. It is, just one little like, stray. Yeah, oh, there's more coming. You'll be able to time under your chin soon. Today's show is going to be beauty. Is Don as good? He, uh, every time he bets, they usually go off. So, a bit of a weird one last week. He said top fluck, and the horse just caved in, went the other way. So, he got the chocolates with the uh, Boris Thornton thing. I think the horse was called Enterprise Attack. He, Never uh, going to get beat at any stage. You know, he couldn't hit the side of a barn or a cut like that. But uh, Johnny Walter. Uh, he's going to have a look at uh, Newcastle, the Hunter. He's a uh, big keys in the bowls man, uh, pop up race lover. What, what's this pan pack games? Well, what's this? Is it just a mad orgy fest? Do you want to know it? Huh? Do you, what do you want to know? Well, you rang me Saturday Arvo and said, mate, you wouldn't believe this. It's just this all about these. So orgies. I didn't know what to expect, right? It's over 35. <laughs> oh. There's about a million different sports. I ended like four, pulled out of most of them because I'm so cast and physically I couldn't get through them. So bowling, I thought I'm a chance. I got they. I was like three back to backs on Sunday was the original. Then they moved one of them to three p.m. Saturday. So I was, you know, how happy I would be with that. And it's the doubles and triples or something. And I and I don't know my partners. So I've just been so the one guy's first guy's like hair down to his backside, four teeth, and um, he's from whatever. You see, he rolls in house shoes. Like you think I thought it was going to be like semi serious. He's he's had to go and hire his shoes and. But I'm like, that's just not a great sign. Then other old mate walks in. <laughs> he's telling me how he's only had one ball and one pair of shoes for 40 years. And he's a big fella. He's about 130, 140 kilo. Anyway, nice enough. Like, so we roll through. Do you think you it. belong to that crew? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I obviously do because I was there. Yeah. <laughs> but then we sort of, at the end of it, I'm like, still watching the race. He's into me at one stage. He's like, oh, pretty disrespectful. You got the races on while we're bowling. I'm like, well, you better get used to a champ. You know, it's, it's going to be on the whole time. And uh, it's this same guy. So sort of get towards the end and he's loosening up a bit. What do you do? This, that. And he's like, oh, you're coming to the, you're coming to the opening ceremony. I'm like, didn't plan to. No, mate. He's like, oh, I actually met my current wife. Not, uh, I had a different wife at the time, but I met my current wife 20 years ago she was in the softball and I was in some other sport and we met at the opening ceremony and, and ended up, you know, I left my wife and married her and he's like, oh, we look forward to this event every time it's on. I think it's on every two years. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, because this is the time where we can uh, throw the keys in the bowl and just go mad. It's just an orgy for two weeks. <laughs> and, uh, like, he was <laughs> well, not, he's not top ten most attractive blokes I've ever seen, this fella, and and I was like sort of just not paying too much. I was like, oh, that's good, mate, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, no holds barred, you know. We, we're both allowed to do whatever we want for the two <laughs> weeks. Little, and I'm like, oh, Little okay. leaf pass. And then he upped the ante and he's like, and, and we also have a challenge where we have to video uh, or take photos of the weirdest place we get it on over no. the period. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, hang on a sec. I'll just uh, I'll just get my phone. <laughs> And I'm this like, actually got to go as he's flicking through the phone trying to show me the video where oh, he won no. it three years ago, no. won it three times ago for the weirdest place. And I, <laughs> I, I can't tell you where it actually happened or whatever because I was in the car and off and gone making uh, 
I looked like uh, Doc Brown trying to get up to 88 miles an hour and get out of there, out of the car park. It was uh, it was an interesting experience, but no, good fun. Oh, dear. So you still Keys going? in the bowl. If any, well, so any keys in the bowl, you know, if people you're that are into it. that out there. Pan pack games. games. I get don't think it matters what sport you're in. Just play. Just just enter and show up. Opening ceremony. Away you go. Good well, luck. Are we? So you still you still in a competition? Yeah. Scary. Yeah. When, when's the final? Uh, I think this weekend for the for the bowling for the bowling. So I don't even know how. I don't, I don't really know what's going on, but we'll see what happens. Well, good luck. I'm not coming to watch. Oh, I can't. No, it's just up the road, Ashmore. You should be there. I'll get you a ticket. Wouldn't go if you paid me a thousand. Top Sports Steamers, I and me, absolutely uh, smashed them. Kieran Ma, Sprinter was off the map too, 340 into a bugger all, and it was just looked like an OG, really. Uh, Bet Dr. Laser of the Week, Dynasties, uh, I'm not sure if it's finished the course, got absolutely. Uh, just the betting was smelly on it. It was short anyway, but yeah, it, what, was, it sh- was like 350 to write your own ticket or something. It's just one of those corporate bookie, you know, smelly, bloody false favourite rorts that we. We talk about, but um, yeah, not not happening there. Cranbourne Cup day with Nico. It's going to be a beauty. And then we got T Dogs and uh, Terry Layton just going toe to toe for Ascot. A little bit of uh, to and fro offline, so it's going to be interesting to see what uh, comes out of that wash. Top Sport to win five uh, on all the big races. So make sure where uh, you stop betting at the imports and bet with the Aussie owned crew. Top Sport can't beat him. Tristan's trying his absolute off there. So. It's going to be an absolute beauty. Uh, $111 for Nico's Mounting Yard Mail till the end of December. So great shopping is absolutely on fire. So if you uh, sampled it uh, through Cup Week, make sure you uh, jump on board that one. He is still in the eye of the storm. And even though he tips him on top, sometimes he doesn't pull the trigger. So, Nico, you just need to put the... Uh, so hang on. Was that like pat, 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 jab? You just had to have a little last little stab in the back. What was that? Well, well, I'm just because tr- just Nico hasn't backed it. And if you still like it and Nico puts it on top, still pull the trigger. I think what he needs to do is pull the trigger on his friends that get married during <laughs> during the carnival or, you know, engaged or anything. Oh, Just pull I the trigger on them. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No black book is there. Right. New relationship, life's changing. Mate, come back and talk to me when you've got three kids and your life's completely and utterly cooked. Let's talk about uh, Cranbourne. And speaking of uh, Cook, race six is the first one I'm going to have a look at, and it's the uh, the freeway Ford shooting star. This is where Nico bought his car, class three, 1,500 metres, and Braden Star is the favourite here. $3.80, Victory Bay, 4 bucks. Thaler is $6, Voltan, $7, Liberty Steps, 8 Missy Longport, 17 and you can get better the rest. Going to have a jump out here, and oh, my God, I think you're just doing this to rev me up completely. Bussett and Young, and then Ollie on, Braden Star. This is the one we're going to have a look at. Tell us why we'd be this crazy to back this horse. Mm. Yeah, lucky DK is not here. He, he might be getting a bit sort of uh, rolled up here in the studio, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, there'd be steam out of DK's oh, ears. For right sure, there. but Bussett and Young jump out winner. Is there anything more certain in life than the, that can't win at a jump out? But this horse... Where is it in the jump out? It just about to go to the front now. So he sort of slowly away and then sort of works his way into the field. He had a jump out before this that was also pretty good where he sat back and just kind of annihilated his um, opposition there as well. He just kind of stormed to the line and was really strong late. He did the same thing here, to be honest. Um, yeah, this could be a serious horse, I think. Uh, he does have some sort of drawbacks with the jockey and sort of how the camp's going at the moment. But um, if he's if he runs up to his form overseas and his jump outs, I think anyone could sort of steer this horse and sort of anyone could train it the way he's come here. Uh, I thought this was an outstanding piece of work. I know you can't get too sort of sucked into their jump outs this camp, but um, the way he sort of lengthened out here, look at his action, he just does everything so effortlessly, he sort of comes away from him very easily. And then you go back and look at his form overseas and you see he's 
won by eight lengths last start, beating a horse um, who got beat by Sulcum the start after. He ran second to that horse, Sulcum, who came out and won the Queen Elizabeth and started 250 against it. This horse beat it by about eight, um, running away from it over 1,900 metres. So, like I said, the jump outs have been outstanding. Look, Buston, they're not my camp. I found them a bit on Saturday, but it's a scary place, Cranbourne, isn't it, T-Dogs? It's probably the day you, you want to be sort of um, getting involved with them, I would have thought, given it's hometown cup day. They're probably going to be all guns blazing trying to win a big race, and I think they've helped this horse back throughout the spring for a race like this. Uh, I think all things being considered, he's still over the odds at $3.80. Um, I think there's a, a real case you made. He's a lot better than these horses, and he's going to be – you know, a handy horse here in Australia, and if he can run anywhere up to his overseas form and his jump outs, he probably just should be winning. So um, there's a few slight reservations. If he comes out and gets beat um, on Saturday, he might be sort of post-race uppercut there for falling into a horse like this. But uh, everything I've sort of seen from him going back to his form lines, watching his replays, like he just looks like a really smart horse. So um, if he can run up to that, I think he'll be handling them on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, his international form's pretty easy to like, isn't it? And coming off. That dominant win uh, last time, like that was just enormous. The the replay was just huge. His win there. Um, you're right. You'd probably think the camp have held him back for this because um, a decent money race. The the shooting star it's really worth two hundred thousand. Yeah. So you know, if he was to run over Cup Week, he probably would have been running for uh, less money in some of those other races. You know, for his and class, doesn't have a rating. He's only rated sixty eight. He could be the could be one of the greatest rated internationals to come out here. Like he's got such a low profile. Um, gee, you'd be you'd be happy if you're bought in at the moment. The he's obviously a hype train horse. He's got to come out and do it on Saturday and sort of show something. But um, I would be expecting he runs very well on Saturday. Probably when you want to catch Besutton Young too. First up at Cranbourne, their Cranbourne stats actually aren't all right. They got they've got about eighteen percent at Cranbourne. So home track, big day. Least Ollie is not drawn in the fence, so he can't get completely and utterly oh, coffined here. What's what's he'll the, probably go back. Apart from the camp and the rider, what's the danger to this horse? Oh, Moody's horse is definitely the danger. Uh, Victory Bay. I thought he's, uh, you know, he sort of come back in May and he didn't look like he quite come up. He started what four eighty against passive aggressive. He was a big drifter in the market and just battled to the line. Then he sort of ran first up. Market didn't want to be with him again, but he absolutely um, smashed him there. Just charged to the line. Big figures there, fast early, fast late, Moody, Nolan, easy combination to find. Um, he's definitely the danger. Um, if he, if you know, this import wasn't in the race, he'd probably be tipping this the best of the day, Victory Bay. But um, you know, there's probably only two chances, and I think Braden Star, you know, all things being equal, and if he gets his chance there on Saturday and he's travelled over here, okay, uh, I think he'll probably be your winner. Okay, so uh, just before race six, Cranbourne, make sure you jump in the cupboard as Walt uh, often does. And having a look at the run sheet, you're going to stay in the cupboard for at least an hour. Ram Cranbourne Cup, race seven. We're going hunting again, and it's Uncle Bryn. Bussett and Young, oh, my God. $4.60 favourite. Visionary, $4.60. Our Playboy, $7. Just Folk, $9. Ironclad, $9.50. Bell Pursuit, $12. Call Sign Mav, $13. Buffalo River is uh, $14. Then you've got no effort, $15. And uh, better the rest, Flash R's. Uh, been around the money recently at $17. But the horse we're going to have a look at here is Uncle Bryn. This is a horse I've been a bit savage on. And Rachel King here has got it uh, probably third last inside, just near Dye Mill. And bang, gets galloped on. Terrific. Not sure what they were doing with R King up in Sydney. Fair enough to take it to Sydney, chase the big five diamonds burst. But you basically, the horse is just dead and buried, as we said on 
the show. Dead show and last buried, week. mate. DK's going to be dead and buried when he watches this and see these imbeciles of bloody going the daily double on the same joint. He's going to die. As DK would say, this horse is don't don't tie me in with Nico here, Walt. So <laughs> That's my <right>. suggestion. <laughs> And that also had the uh, it's got galloped on and had the temerity said like DK to keep running through the line. It was it was still a pass mark. Yeah. It went super, given most of it was sort of uh, on speed all day there at uh, Rose Hill and widened back and making ground was really apart tri- from the gallop on. You'd say it was having a barrier trial. It was in a two million dollar barrier trial. What the hell was it? It was the worst ride in the history of. But um, it was back too. It was seven into five fifty. That's right, and they went a hundred mile an hour, and she never put in the race. It was just it was just. What the hell was that? It was dead set like a mm. barrier trial. Mm. Quickest last 200 of that race, as you can probably tell watching the visual. Marcus Haro goes back aboard, who I think I'm beating on the horse. Um, Has he left Crown Casino yeah. yet, Marcus Haro? <laughs> he might be sort of coming good. He definitely didn't mentally for the rest of that week, did he? Hopefully he's freshened up. Keep telling us why you like it, Nico. Well, like, you know, you just got to watch that replay, don't you? That was a, a great run behind Allsberg. The win in the Sal Cup was dominant. Um, he didn't have like, he ran last in the Turak, but he got chopped out of a run. You know, the run prior is lame in the Turak as well. Like had proper issues. Out. Yeah, the run prior is split gold trip and smoking Romans. Um, I, I just think he might be a bit better than him. It seems like they've got him in the zone. If he can, you know, the, the query is he's been up to Sydney now. He's going to come back and do it on the backup. But um, you know, if they can keep him in good order, I sort of uh, heard the stable talking about him earlier in the week and said, sounds like he's um. You know, backed up pretty well and looks like a, he looks like a horse that would handle a backup. He's a big, strong horse. He's you know, there's a lot of him. Um, I would imagine he could take a plenty of work this horse and he'd be okay. So, uh, I thought 460. Look, he's probably the most likely winner. Um, I think Visionari's probably got to improve a bit off what he did last start. Um, I'd much rather be on Uncle Bryn than him, but he's definitely in the game. He looks at to peak here third up, another local chance. I Viz- thought Visionari last start wasn't ready for that high tempo though, was he? Like yeah. he was coming out of a slow run race first up. Second up into a, a race that was run, it almost inverted that race. Everything that was up on top of the speed fell out of the picture. Um, form out of it's a little bit suspect, but you'd think he'd come on from that run. Mm, yeah, the, the form around Tavolo is easy to tie in, isn't it? So um, he's obviously in the game. I'd probably have Uncle Bryn favourite over him, the equal favourite at the moment. I'm tipping another one, Busted and Young. I need the I need the cap. I need Mug to send me down the Busted and Young cap after Saturday because I could be team one. Fanboy um, of the of the camp, but I thought Flash R was probably the horse that was over the odds. Get back, he'll charge the line. It's a good run behind Uncle Brit in the Sale Cup, and he's just got a sense of timing about him. So I thought he might be the one at sort of twenties you could throw in your exotics or have something each way on him, and he would be running you a good race. But uh, Uncle Brit there, top pick in the Cranbourne Cup. Flash R sounds a bit like Mug. He it wouldn't surprise me if he's a bit of a Flash R, the big trench coat on. Well, we. He was a uh, he was a really good run first up, I think, behind I Wish I Win. And, yeah, I loved his effort in the Sale Cup. And he's just got that freshness edge again, Bassett and Young. But he's, he's sneaky. He's a sneaky horse there. He's got a sense of timing. DK's gone two weeks and we turn into the Bassett and Young show. Not only tipped two Bassett and Young, but thrown in the roughy a third Bassett and Young horse. And that's probably actually smart because I think every time I've been tipped a horse from him and one of his has won the race, it hasn't been the one he's tipped, it's been the roughy. So it's actually probably not a bad formula. I was just going to say, on Uncle Bryn, we ran a few stats last night thanks to Punning Form, Australia's best database. Uh, stats off for Rachel King, uh, 35 from 158 last six months under $15, 22% winning strike rate with her off, off. and 16% pot. 
You can just back the horse's blind that she jumps off. Where's the gift? Where's Borco with the gift? Get that, it up there, mate. Yeah, Get it up there. Is, is that we table need to, rising? Uh, you've got a horn. You've, we need you, to see you've it. just turned erect. Every time I need to smile, Keys I just put the gift up. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> oh. Like, seriously. Seriously. This, the only- I didn't think they'd be that good, to be honest. Like, I, I went in querying that data gun. Well, it's arcing off an MZ on, who just is a jet when he gets on horses. They seem to improve under him. So the horse has... His most dominant win in Australia was when MZ jumped on it one by bloody six at sale. It's the weirdest thing with the R King stat is that you wouldn't think there's much left after she gets off them uh, in the tank, but uh, somehow they bounce back. Maybe she toughens them up. Mm. Possibly. What a uh, if I own this horse, I'd just take it straight off this these trainers. Like, what are they done with this horse? This horse has been up for so long. So start kicked off in the Lawrence, went to the Valley, and then it's, uh, it's had the run against Smoke and Romans over two thousand. This this is probably a really good horse, but have a look at this. Like so deep into its prep, off the backup, being galloped on. This horse might just throw it in and just say, "I'm I'm bugging." Important I'm worn to say out that it wasn't lame after that race, just galloped on. So that could be completely superficial. Um, obviously, ninety nine percent chance it is superficial in this case. Dear me, what a what a debacle! Hopefully, you jump out of the cupboard with a uh, a hat full of money. Come uh, come what five o'clock on Saturday. I thought the only other horse in the in the Cranbourne Cup. I know this is my segment, but the only other horse that deserves some mention, I thought, was Ironclad. I loved his run first up in the the fourteen hundred meter race behind Old Flame. It was a good run. I I was a bit worried the map. Thought he might have to get a bit too far back at Cranbourne. It's not a track you want to be sort of spotting them a big head start, especially on Cup Day. Cup Day can play really sort of hard and true up on speed. But um, yeah, he's probably going to be a horse that's it's in the game, isn't he? Having a look at uh, Newcastle now with uh, Walt. That's uh, so. That's Cranbourne. So full on uh, press with Bussett and Young at Cranbourne. But uh, Newcastle's got the Hunter. So Spring Stakes is now on this card, and that's the first race that we're going to have a look at. And it's race seven. And Save It Eight for me is the favourite here. Two dollars eighty. Uh, Redinier is four forty. Kazalark five fifty. Robusto six dollars. Basquait nine dollars. Token Capitalist fourteen dollars. Pyressa or Pressa twenty six dollars. So your battle forty one and uh, Mar Miller forty one dollars. Let's have a look at the replay of Save a Date for me. Well, some demons here to tackle. So which is this? This is last. The blue so with the white cap. Previous start before this, they dragged it right out of the race. They absolutely walked it. Come to the middle and just ripped home past them. This time it actually showed a bit more. Early speed, which is what you want to see, but um, probably won't get to see it Saturday. But um, raced in the first four, every chance again. But, yeah, pretty pretty easy to see why this horse looks pretty progressive. Uh, again, they didn't go too quick, but just put a hole in them and, you know, sits up late, sort of holds that to the line. It's another. It's similar to the what you were talking about. Um, most of these horses are beaten up. Radine has been, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney, three wide the other day. Its form's pretty solid, but... I think they'll go pretty quick here. I'm hoping that token capitalist doesn't dump the jockey, stays in the race, and and it and uh, and Redina probably pair off up the front, and hopefully there's a bit more pressure because I can't see Tommy doing anything but dragging this horse out of the race. Newcastle, big open track. Uh, yeah, I I'm not one that loves to find Tommy, especially when he has to make a decision in a race. But <laughs> I like. I don't know. I just, Kazalark's the third favourite coming out of a pretty average maiden. Every chance they're really, you know, nice ride in a pretty average maiden, as you're saying. Robusto's been up and back in distance. It's going to be back with Save a Date for me, who's already had the mile run. Robusto's jumping from 13 to a mile. Like, I dead set think he nearly has to fall off it for this horse to not 
go extremely close. It just looks so well placed. Horse on the up, a perfect horse. This used to be the in a different part of the program. The old Spring Stakes used to be part of the Newcastle Cup two day event, but um, I think this horse has just got a sense of timing compared to the rest of them. Right on the up and well set up, even though it's only in its first racing prep. Just looks a real, really nice horse. Token capitalist last start. Any excuse? Yeah, no, I think it's just. Um, Oh, it was just terribly placed, wasn't it? What was the race? It was like a benchmark nothing or a class one was the day that uh, DK backed it and it went one inch and fell off, which was um, the day we were down in Melbourne. Yeah, I just it's a it's a horse I, I really like, but I think it's nearly now a next prep horse. It's uh, I, that's All of these horses have just about peaked. Pia Ross is coming out of a maiden. Mm. He hasn't peaked. Most of these horses have peaked for the prep, I think, and, uh, and Token Capitalist is one of those, whereas this horse is sort of just soft run, soft run, soft run. Now getting to harder grade, but it's not beaten up. So the only real danger here is just Tommy butchering it. Yeah, and and, um, and maybe a fast track, um, you know, making it difficult to run on. But I think there's enough pressure, and I think this horse has got a pretty special turn of foot that will allow it to overcome most obstacles. Beautiful. All right, let's have a look at uh, the feature race there. The Hunter worth $8 billion to the winner, race eight. And in the Congo's favourite here, $4.60 favourite. Why, haha, falls is four sixty likely to come out. And uh, be no deductions there as it's listed as an emergency. Top sport, no trick shots, unlike the big blue giant, which is nasty stuff. Valana is six dollars in from six fifty. Apache Chase eight fifty. Eleven eleven ten dollars. Skyman twelve. Overpass fifteen. Gravina fifteen. Gem Song eighteen. Eighteen. Bandersnatch. Brutality nineteen dollars. Ingratiating twenty one. So what's that? Twenty one, and that's about the uh, the list of the uh, the chances. So that's that's that. Let's have a quick look at the Golden Eagle. There's uh, the favourites in the market here. In the Congo, up front, Mr. Mozart still punching there. Valana's way at the back in the blue. Uh, Jamie Spencer's uh, butchering the bejesus out of light infantry. Oh, and here comes Fangirl to not win. And I wish I win. Scooty's in the bloody woohoo. And then Fangirl roaring home. Hinge probably just should have pulled up there. Uh, Man's voice all up, fangirl, all up, fangirl, all up. No, good. So go um, away, Walt. Scooty, scooty, scooty. Yeah. Ew, gypsy goddess there on the fence. So some uh, nice runs there. And Congo Val- and Valana are probably the main two that finished like six, seventh. Congo is obviously up on the fast beat. Valana was dragged back from gate <coughs> twenty-seven. Now got and now got gate nine. Let's have a look at uh, Walt's uh, value selection here, and it's Bandersnatch in the uh, the blue. Is it a value snatch? I haven't even looked at the prices, so that's an interesting comment. Uh, yeah, so this Put is Aegon, isn't it? Back up Big the inside. V. Where did Aegon run in down there? It ran in, a, it ran in the, one yeah, of those champions in, races? Yeah, he ran in the mile, ran fourth. It went real good. good. So this horse, I don't think, it went to a mile after this, don't think it runs it, or it went in the one of the 38 diamonds or 56 diamonds or whatever it was. Uh, Big dance, come on. Was that what it was in? God, so it, a, absolutely flying over this sort of distance range, Bandersnatch this time in. Uh, drawn perfectly, uh, another like a chance that it's a little bit beaten up, but I do like that you're saying it's value as I've just seen that it's 20 to 1. Um, yeah, just a perfect draw. Looks like there's really good pressure again. Uh, Apache Chase drawn 13, Timmy drawn inside, so they're, they're going to have to kick up. You've got um, you've got Rachel uh, Center on uh, overpass out drawn in 18 there, and uh, she should definitely roll forward. There's uh, definitely enough pressure for a horse like this to just sit just off them. I thought the other interesting horse was Valana that came out of this, but um, it, it can settle closer. It probably needs a nice, a nicer ride. 
Wahaha, if he gets a start, he's dangerous, but he, he's just seems fourth to be well found. Get, I don't think he had a start. He's well found. He can is he fourth emergency? Well, yeah, I, I thought he was gonna get a start. He needs bloody regardless, I, I regardless, I think this horse is absolutely flying band of snatch, dry tracks fine for him. And yeah, just the, the the draw back to back in trip is absolutely ideal for this horse. Keep an eye on our old friend Skylab if he goes around at fifty or sixty to one and um and pops up he's just a horse that you know is an underestimated horse fresh will flop out the back but don't let him beat you at 50 so because he's he's got the ability to upset you and that that's what he likes to do Skylab, he's an upsetter yeah i thought valana would be hard to beat with a better draw and i thought the run was really good and the he half gave it a buy there didn't he? i'm not saying he did but it was just it just was the wrong race for it wasn't it and, and its win first up was so good that it is the horse that could be dominant for sure. I wonder too with Valana whether he's better suited back to this sort of 1,300. Looking no at his stuff, I reckon he's 1,400 is the outer limit. They've gone to the $10 million Golden Eagle because, you know, good often need runners in those races. Mm. Just wasn't his race. I think he's the horse out of for me out of that race. Felt a I'd bit rushed too, wasn't it? It was like even the first up, they sort of – I uh, doubt that was the target to go into that race second up. It's not real. Was it, was it second up? Off of, oh, yeah, it was second up. Uh, yeah, I feel like something kind of might have went wrong. Maybe they tried to get the horse ready. It's run really well fresh and maybe had a bit of a hangover to their second up because, it. yeah, if it, if it ran a little bit better there visually, you'd nearly declare it here. And, um, yeah, Nash is a bit hit or miss at the moment too. They're probably my only reservations. But honest, of, of the three favourites, it's the only one I could see just putting three on them and, uh, just going to be in a completely surprise. different position. That's that's it's just a little bit tricky the draw. But if, if everything falls its way, the first two or three hundred meters, yeah, it's it's the one to beat. Surely eleven eleven has a chance, doesn't he? Well, he was a good run first up in the. Uh, Where's it going to get? Manicado. Oh, that's the thing. Can you can you run on at Newcastle? I don't know. How you can usually plays. like yeah, it's a big open track, but it's um you certainly normally can, especially a race like this. It's just a matter of how far he takes it. Like where's he going to go? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he's going to have to get right back. But, yeah, I mean, second up last prep, he ran a huge race in the Kingsford Smith Cup. So um, it's probably a harder race, well, about an equal race to this, I guess. But, um, yeah, I can understand just sort of pushing you into that. I'm with Walt, though. I think Bandersnatch is a good price mm. given he's back at 1,400. And just the way this race sets up, it sets you up were, for a horse off the pace. You were declaring Valana to me last night. Yeah, I think. Both of them. We've made no, we good cases. No pillow talk here. We don't talk about what, what stays in no. the pillow. Stays in the pillow. <laughs> said, it, yeah, said it should be clear favourite in the Congo. Can't win. Valana's absolute moral. That's pretty much what you said. Do yeah. you yeah. always yeah. like have separate separate situations for you know, and then so it comes later in the week when you got to talk form back to the bunk beds in the same room. You just sort of <laughs> top bunk bottle and just chatting away. I think I could see that. That could be that could yeah, be the next dream. Yeah. We spend way too much time together. <laughs> yeah, not as much as we used to. You've brushed me probably the last six months. Oh. oh, gee, I tell you what, I like it. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> just he's just warming him up for Terry Terry Leighton. Brutality's flying, obviously, but Barrier Seventeen is uh, a bit sticky. What so is that horse now? And I think it's just sort of I don't know what the hell he probably had something completely different in mind, and this thing just keeps running so well over these short trips. He seems to have kept it to them. I don't know what the hell brutality is. This preparation. Isn't it next run, like the gong or You would think whatever. so, wouldn't you? And, they, and obviously hope it rains for them. You know, it's strange that someone's asking for rain, but uh, it's the horse that probably needs it. What did you make of Skyman? I know we've got to move on, but J-Mac first up. Yeah, I don't setup. think – I think it's a mile. Uh, and, yeah, I, like it wouldn't surprise me if it ran well, but it's just not – 
when it's won, it's had the right, like when it won at Hawke Street, just was in the right spot. When it won the start before, it had the right run every time with Willie, wasn't it? This thought it's box seated twice when it's won. Don't see that really happening here. I think these are a bit sharp for him, but you know, if uh, if old mate the the vets come back home, you never know. Old uh, Timmy Roberts, Timmy Roberts, come back up the highway. You know, you never know. Yeah, did I, I say that? I, out loud? I found it weird that it's twelve dollars in a race like this, but yeah. should be twenties plus. I thought that too. Yeah. I think the safe way to bet would would be uh, definitely have something on Valana and save or have similar stake on uh, Bandersnatch, and I think that'll be the the race done. Yeah, it's the old, even Bandersnatch each way and back Valana, you can do both. It's a it's too big a price. Like you sort of, it's a it's a crazy price Bandersnatch because it's going to get such a nice run. It is a it is a nice bet each way, and um, and because Green is what else? The other one's like six bucks, isn't it? Valana, it's it's not silly. Yeah, I'll be dutching, but just um, make sure a bit with Top Sport. They've got the best price in the market at the moment and do not take the sneaky, sneaky sports bet bloody deductions price because they've got the price it all up and then you're just going to get hammered by 20% when why well, Ha Ha Falls comes out. Oh, yeah. well, well Yeah, well, so well. don't do that. No, Sack them. What about uh, – I don't know if I said it. We still talked about it. For better, I'm trying to term barred from the coin toss. How do you get barred from a coin toss? In the cricket. Your coin toss is no longer available at the World <laughs> Cup. Dollar ninety, take your pick. Coin toss, barred. They That's know the you. best. You got tentacles. It's not even me, but it's a, I, I said someone sent it through to me. They got barred from the coin toss because they backed four winners in a row. I'm like, if you're rigging the coin toss at a dollar ninety, take your pick and having 150 on them, well, too good for me. <laughs> too good for <laughs> Jesus. me. Jesus. All right, let's uh so if you want more of Walt stuff, make sure you check out racingwatch.com.au and you can get in his uh, Discord channel or you can just have the uh, the noise-free Telegram service. So both are uh, good business. So uh, pick your poison there. Next up, uh, we're going to ch- chat all things uh, Ascot. West Coast is the best coast, some say. And Terry Layton joins us from the 1-1 pod. You're with us, Terry, or Terrence, I should say. <laughs> yeah, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear, mate. Uh, loud and clear. I just realised I got the wrong uh, headphones in, so uh, all clear. We can continue on safely. How are we all, mate? We're uh, we're up and about, and uh, Walt in here. He's been talking about keys in the bowl, but uh, we've been talking about lots of different things, and especially the present, the gift that we've uh, given you back. We've uh, we've put uh, a bow on Willie Pike, and he's all yours. He's a big keys in the bowl man too, from what I've heard. Oh no! Oh, way. oh dearie, man. he likes to spread the the non COVID everywhere. Whatever he's got. Yeah. <laughs> dearie me, I really couldn't say Willie Pike is a keys in the bowl man, but uh, a stranger things have uh, have happened in life. But uh, no, only I'm hearing he's only back for a short term. Anyway, he's only back for the uh, the carnival, and he's off to the Brisbane carnival. So you guys are going to get him back in a uh, in a month or two from. Uh, the latest reports. Wow, so he's going to stay in Sydney, but he's just going to carnival hop. Is that true? Yeah. Well, he was interviewed yesterday, and he said he's um, he's happy to go wherever the big opportunities take him. So for me, it sounds like he's just going to follow the um, yeah, follow the carnivals around the uh, around the country. So good on him. Have you been going without him on the punt? Obviously, he's I guess pretty easy to pigeonhole and sort of work out from our perspective. But has it been good for your bottom line that he's been gone, and are you happy to have him back? Yeah, I'm very happy to have him back. Yeah, it's been noticeably uh, more difficult. Uh, we're very happy to back him. We're very happy to take him on as well. A lot of his mounts will start significantly shorter than they should over here. 
um, and a lot of the ones he jumps on, what he gets out of them comparative to who was on prior is probably worth more than the market allows at times as well. So I think that's one thing we sort of, uh, well, I sort of got a grip on pretty well. And um, I also think when, you, when you're betting, like we've, like we've, it's probably not the deepest pool of jockeys we have at the moment out west. So when, yeah, just the amount of times recently, and this sounds like a scorned punter, but the amount of times in the last six months you feel like you've been stiff in a race or things have not gone to plan or things have, it just seems a higher number than usual because we have a lower class of jockey. We have no apprentices coming through whatsoever. The kids can't ride a winner to save their lives. Um, but Pikey's back for a short while, so... We're going to enjoy it. You boys, you boys, Pikey fans, or I feel a bit of tension. I feel a little bit of tension out there. Oh, no, I'm a fan of him, just not when he's riding horses. He's, uh, <laughs> I, I knew what you were going to say there. <laughs> no, he, uh, mate, I, he's, to me, he, he's not suited to Sydney racing because most of the track suit sort of up on speed and you've got to sort of get him in a spot. He seems like he's at a big disadvantage when he tries to do that. And um, he seems to be, you know, much better rider when he can be patient and, you just don't get the opportunity there. They're pretty rough and tumble too. Like, um, not saying you know, all Australian racing is pretty high pressure, but uh, he doesn't seem like he's he fits in, especially with the camps that he's sort of. Yeah, I, I don't think they've taken note of what horses do suit him and what don't. Mm-hmm. They just sort of throw him on everything, and it makes him look probably, you know, a bit not worse. But he's a great jockey, but he just I think he's he's better suited back over there. I think he is. Yeah, there's a, um, he was interviewed yesterday uh, by Julio, our man on the ground. Um, it's on the Races WA Twitter. Worth watching because he basically says exactly what you said himself. Um, he basically said, look, the heavy the heavy tracks probably didn't suit me so much. The style of racing over there, he said, you, can, you can't ride good races on heavy racetracks. You need to get into it. And that's not his style. He loves being patient. He loves letting everyone sort of make all the moves, make uh, make all the errors, and he has the last crack on usually a horse with a good turn of foot. But uh, he, he openly basically said exactly what you just said there. Mm. Maybe it didn't suit him so much and he needs to sort of evolve um, to some degree. So he's got good self-awareness at least. Absolutely. Honest Willie. On Willie, I reckon he went to the wrong state. He'd be much better suited in Melbourne the way the races are run. Well, when he came to Melbourne, he... He dominated a few of the meetings down here. Yeah. He yeah. just absolutely set the world on fire, that Caulfield meeting and yep. sort of a few of the way, you know, that Master Crusader ride when he won the William Reed, that was a great ride. And, you know, they're the races that kind of suit him. So yep. yeah, maybe he did pull the wrong rein. Uh, Terry, Trav Noonan here. I don't think we've ever met, but uh, listened to a lot of your stuff over the time. Oh, I feel sorry really? for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have, haven't you got better things to do, Trav? Come on. Yeah, look. No. Uh, need it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, uh, probably the answer to that question. <laughs> on, on just on Willie, um, he, now that he's back in, we're still talking about Sorry, that was it. That was the funny one. Still talking about the jockey. Um, it's been sort of twelve months, nearly since he, well, you know, a good part of ten months since he's been riding in Perth. Do you think the market is, you know, sort of uh, going to overrate him being back on board or underrate him getting back to Western Australia? Well, it's funny, isn't it? <sighs> This week's a good example. I thought it might take some adjustment time and we might see a price or two earlier. I mean, his first ride yesterday, it did go horribly, but it was sixes out to 16s in a six-horse field. Uh, his second ride was $1.70 into $1.50. Um, and, and to be honest, both horses went accordingly. The $1.50 pop shut in and the, the other one couldn't lift its legs. So, um, 
it's it'll be an interesting watch. I, I'm I'm very very happy backing him at times. A lot of people aren't just because of what he gets out of a horse. I'm also very happy taking him on. Like I was very happy taking him on at the dollar fifty yesterday to to my detriment. Um, but I, I think it's a watch and wait and see. I'm, I'm yeah I'm interested to see what happens and just backing your markets. I think there'll be great opportunities to be with him, and there'll be even better opportunities to take him on. I reckon. Beautiful. All right, let's let's try and find uh, the punters at home a winner, and we'll spear into race six. I'll have a quick look at the the market courtesy of Top Sport. The Euros Hartleys WA Champion Philly over sixteen hundred meters laced up heels two dollar thirty favorite here. Vampy at play three twenty. Sesswa, good name horse that one eight fifty. Mistrakova. $12, Legacy Atara, 12 and then Penny on Coin, 16 and you can get much better the rest with Bonjoy there, a $26 uh, chance uh, coming out of a maiden victory, so that uh, might ruffle a few feathers there. Let's have a look at uh, the last start win of Laced Up Heels in the red, peeling to the outside, and uh, Terry... Watch a vampire play as well. Held up behind him in the 1-1 one, one, or very close to the 1-1. One, one. In the blue and green there, having uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. yep. no luck. And then you've got uh, Amelia's Jewel coming down the outside and just couldn't quite pick up uh, Lace Deals here. Terry? No, she couldn't. She couldn't. There was a there was a three or four kilo weight swing, but uh, highly impressive from Laced Up here. It was 1,000 to 1,400 as well, first time she'd raced anywhere near that trip, um, which was uh, incredibly um, impressive. Look, I, the money that day, and if you just look at the uh, the SP profile, um, I think Laced Up Heels jumped 25 bucks. Vampy at play was 12s into 6s. It was the run of the day on opening day. It should have won that day. It's beaten nine and a half lengths here, and you're, and you're potentially saying it should have won the race. So uh, we, we don't know for sure, um, but just looking at the SP profile, looking at how this race maps, Vampy at play, there's every chance it breezes. I, I think he'll, he'd love some cover, but there's every chance it breezes. It probably lands behind a couple of those maidens you just mentioned. But laced up heels will be right out the back. Um, we're back to uh, warmer day at Ascot. I, I look, I think Vampy at play can turn the tables, but we are speculating a little bit because we never got a chance to see her let down um, whatsoever. So definitely Vampy at play is definitely favourite in my market, and that's that's definitely the way I'll be going. So I'm about $2.70, anything north of 3 bucks, And I can see you getting three twenty. It's actually the best price, Top Sport have. That's a good little... Uh, Pop, isn't it? It's a good, it's the best price, I think, currently anywhere the top sport have. So the 320 is um yeah, that's enough for me. I reckon the money will come again. Big uh DNP, as DK would say, did not participate vampy at play. So nice little push there at the 320. Uh T Dogs, you're gonna go toe-to-toe here and um we're gonna roll the replay of Bon Joy. It's in the uh the black and white stripes with the pink sleeves. Uh I've bought a knife to a gunfight. Oh. I'm definitely um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a fair fight, but I like this filly. I think she's uh, coming through the grades nicely. I've sort of followed her all the way through. Loved the first up run where she really hit the line hard over a thousand meters, and then ran second on her um, at Ascot, sort of back on the twelfth. And then this was uh, on Oaks Day, yeah, where she comes from a long way back. Sort of had to circle the field. I thought the effort's really good. She's soft on the line. I thought the the wind could have been probably bigger margin. And I just like in every one of her starts, she finds the line. Uh, quickest last 200 in every one of her starts. I think she's one of the few fillies that's looking for a mile in this race. Mm-hmm. Uh, daughter of Machino, who's um, sort of produced horses like Lonsdale Lady to win the um, Thousand Guineas in, As- uh, in Perth and um, I think a couple other horses that are well-performed past a mile. So, uh, look, 
if you take out Vampy and play it laced up heels, I don't think the majority of these horses are any good, Terry. So I'm sort of looking for something that you know, maybe one by three interests me a little bit more than uh, a few that are in the market. And uh, Clint's riding really well. Um, had a had a big sort of uh, four days at Ascot last week. Yeah, mate, I, this is quite incredible for a three hundred thousand dollar race. The third favourite is Cesvar, and I've I've actually marked Cesvar and Bonjoy equal third favourites. I got I got a bunch of them sort of on the third line together. So um, I, I I definitely would not talk you out of having a bet on a uh, progressive three year old in a race like this. I mean, Bampy a play only broke its broke its maiden its last run. At the end of last prep, uh, laced up heels again. Even Lucas he hasn't even nommed her for the Northerlies. He's only nommed her for the uh, the Gold Rush, which is over fourteen hundred, not eighteen. So he's obviously got some slight worries um, that she might run out a mile. So all it takes is a little bit of bad luck for those couple. And you're right that the rest of them are so even. And there's no way that Sesswa can be eight dollars and Bonjoy can be twenty six. Or for another matter, I don't know if anyone here was on Admiration Express last start. One of the greatest, one of the sickest beats. Uh, as about three twenty into a dollar eighty, one of the sickest beats you've ever seen. If Clinton was on Admiration Express, I, I would be very close to it as well. To be honest with you, so the fact that I think Admiration Express goes super and they're stable mates, and Clint's opted for Bonjoy, that's a real good push for yours. So yeah, definitely not going to talk anyone out of having a, a bet on something at value here because after the top two, it's um, geez, it's donuts. Four eighty the place. So uh, our man the Oracle would be uh, all over that. He's a uh notorious uh, place punter in one of our Discord chats. All right, I think that's a pretty clear cut. We're going to uh, try and um, oh, forgive and just imagine that Vampy at play didn't uh, have the DNP and uh, take the 320 at top sport. Race seven is the Colonel Reeves and an interesting uh, matchup here. You've got Elite Street, uh, dominant horse, $3.30 favourite here. It's first up spotting uh, Miss Contiki, a bit of a fitness edge here, potentially $3.90. And then you've got Will Chino, $6. Sorry, this will test you, $7. Red Can Man, $9. And then you're looking at 21 or better for uh, comes a time. And we're going to have a look at two replays here. Elite Street in the purple with the uh, the white V in the Roma Cup win and just absolutely smokes the pipe in behind them and does this pretty uh, cheekily, really. Yeah, that was a good win back back in May, I'm pretty mm. sure. Um, it and Red Can Man actually came out, uh, came out and Quinella the Roma Cup. So it was a northern sprint in the Roma Cup. And the, the thing that was dominant uh, about those two performances, see the gap there, the gap was even bigger um, in the in the northern sprint. So, um, look, I, I think that the way you have to attack this race, there's three ways you can look at this race. You can, A, say, what do we think uh, Miss Kentucky and this will test you, who are Quinella and all the races, the sprints at the moment. Um, this is them now. So this will test you had to work to get to the breeze um, on this occasion. Uh, and that's why Miss Kentucky, I think, had the late little, uh, had the ability to get over it late. This will test you with the draw it's got on Saturday. I don't think it can possibly win. So I'm happy taking it on. But it comes down to, do you think that Elite Streak can out-sprint Miss Kentucky? My answer is yes, but probably less resounding, yes, than it was uh, a month ago before Miss Kentucky has done what she did. And the other way to look at the race is now Will Chino finds um, a barrier draw inside all the other speed. She'll find the rail. She was backed into a $2.90 pot before she did her knee in the in the winter bottom last year. If she's the same horse, uh, over 1,100 metres, rocking and rolling out in front, all the best horses are going to be back in eighth or ninth. She's very difficult to uh, to get anywhere near. 
But I don't know if she is the same horse, and um, I think we can only speculate on that. So I'm pretty happy to, to Dutch the um, the two the two good horses here. The the best form line that's number one Elite Street, number three Red Can Man, Red Candle Park just behind him. Elite Street will be out the back looking for a bit of luck, sprinting with Miss Kentucky, and um, I think they're the best two runners in the race. I'm pretty happy to get involved as a Dutch there. Probably my biggest bet of the day, I reckon that one. Mm, there you go, T Dogs. You agree? Uh, Leach Street's very well placed here, um, mm. sort of under the conditions of the race. I don't think he's he's penalised very heavily for being the best sprint in Perth for the best part of two years. So, you know, a horse like Miss Kentucky only gets four kilos off him. Um, I don't think, you know, he d- she wouldn't meet him much better at weight for age. Um, he's very deadly first up too. Uh, he's not one of these horses that takes a while to get into his preparation. He, he sort of performs straight off and... Brad's the key to this horse. I, I love Rewilla on this horse. Um, you know, he's only been beaten on him once, and that was in the winter bottom when he pulled up with excuses last prep, uh, Terry. So has to be the horse to beat for mine, and um, Dan Morton's stable seems to be ticking over nicely going to the pinnacles. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I think they, they could have probably raced a fortnight ago and won a fortnight ago as well, but they were they wanted to shorten the lead up to the winter bottom. They wanted to be second up winter bottom, third up gold rush. So from all reports, uh, he is absolutely flying. You're right, he's dropped in at the weights. He gets two more kilos off Miss Kentucky come the come the winter bottom too. So the only caveat with a horse like Elite Street is you're backing a sitting sprinter over a sprint journey. So you need that little bit of luck. But again, I've allowed for that in my market, and I've got Elite Street two ninety five, Red Can Man six bucks. Um, so we're talking three thirty nine dollars, and you're backing good horses. Like you love backing good horses. You're backing one that's going to be rearward, one that's going to be up on the speed. I'm I'm pretty confident we'll get a result from uh, from those two. But a big watch on on Will Chino. We'll, we'll find out if she's uh, if she's actually back or not. What do you expect the market to do here, Terry? Do you think they will there'll be strong resistance against Elite Street with Miss Kentucky? Well, do you remember? Oh, do you remember the the Northern Sprint first up um, last prep? Oh, sorry, mid mid this year. Sorry, uh, which was last prep? Um, she opened up. Uh, he sorry, he opened up. Um, oh god, what did he open up? Uh, two dollars twenty type thing. A few people laughing because they got some two seventy, two eighty, and end up trading north of uh, four dollars on the uh, on the exchange late, which was uh, quite incredible. But the thing is, we're talking one hundred and twenty five percent market at the moment. We've got to fit them into one hundred percent. There'll be Miss Kentucky love. There'll be Elite Street love. Red Cam Man won't get much longer, I wouldn't have thought, than the current $9. Um, will Chino will have her supporters simply on her racing pattern over the over the sprint journey, and um, I think this will test you. It will be a wobbler from, from the $7. But the current price, I, I don't know if that will be the best price, but it's a good enough price, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think you could get uh, much better on the day, Elite Street, just because you you – made a case for a lot of horses that, you know, on their day this race have have a good chance and, yeah, the percentages have to come down. So something has to move in the market. Just want to make quick note of Laverod. Uh, I think this horse is potentially the the forgotten horse coming into the Perth um, sort of summer carnival. He's sort of been in the wilderness for the best part of 12 months, but he um, ran really well in the Northern Stakes first up behind Elite Street. The big tick for this horse is Pike back on. I think Pikey's got an exceptional record when he goes on Laver Rod. No knock on Geordie Turner, but he's not Willie Pike. And I, I thought the trial leading in was quite good. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's hitting the line hard and race like the Gold Rush at fourteen hundred could be a, a good target for a horse like Laver Rod this preparation. I think I think he's in for a good prep. 
especially if Pikey can stick with him. Yeah, 100%. Went super in last year's winter bottom. And as you said, he's, he tends to be the the forgotten horse uh, a little bit um, as well. I, I guess the big query for him is drawn 10, elite street 9. They're probably near each other in the run. Can he go with elite street late, basically at the same weight, gets a kilo off him? Probably probably not. Um, but again, he's one of those horses, especially with Pike going on, that uh, I wouldn't talk people out of a sort of a place-heavy investment with. Outstanding. All right, so uh, take maybe Red Can Man early at the $9 and then just fish around for uh, the saver there on elite street is the suggestion from uh, Terry and Labor. Oh, just- Dutch. We'll Dutch him. We'll definitely, Dutch- yeah, we want elite street a result. Definitely a result. Yeah, I, th- I think he wins the race. Got him sub three bucks, but um, yeah, just just keep it. <laughs> I love the confidence, as always. Uh, race nine is uh, we might as well cover it. The RJ Peters Stakes. It's W Pike, the Pink, and White, and it's two dollars and five. There'll be plenty of punters that uh, are still going and need this, or have it, have got devoted, multied into their last leg. It's favourite, and then playing Marika is eight fifty. Search and rocks uh, nine fifty. E always ten dollars. Last of the line eleven. Dom to shoot 11, and that rounds out the chances inside the market. How are you going to play this uh, last favourite? No replays here, uh, Terry, but can the punters just uh, back Pike in the last and close their eyes? Oh, look, I I, I hope so. Um, I'm uh, very openly, I'm absolutely gutsy and devoted for the railway, absolutely beyond anything you could possibly imagine. (laughs) Um, I've probably probably, only probably averaged about $9. It's hard work. Getting it all on, but um, look, the fact that we haven't qualified is is wild. Held up the entirety last start. First up, they put the apprentice on. Who? Um, what was going on there? No, well, but why put the apprentice on? Just carry the sixty kilos. Like the horse could have carried sixty eight and won the race. Like oh, I think that's one of the poorest decisions I've seen tactically. Anyway, don't get me. Start on that one anyway. So now we need to win this. We could run second and qualify because you'll run second. You'll get two points. You'll get a ninety. I, I think second will probably get you there. Now, this is a really, really ugly map. Like, I think Pike will try to follow across. Let's gallivant outside of him and get the 1-1. But there's a big chance he gets caught deep because there's three or four underneath him that want the exact same spot. So I, I almost just want him written dead cold. I think you go back, you take your medicine, you find some cover, um, and you're backing what Pikey does best, and you've got a horse with a massive turn of foot to get past him. But... We'll leave that up to him. Look, my my bet price devoted is two fifty. So this isn't going to be a bet for me. I'll be I'll be betting elsewhere, but hoping my bet loses if that makes sense. So uh, I'll be I'll be backing playing Marika each way. Um, I, I'm sort of four dollars ninety with her. She's a really underrated mare. She's a seven day specialist. Um, she hasn't drawn a gate this prep. She's been racing against Patton at her first three. She's been huge. Um, she got past Treasured Star. She shook off Rock and Nori. Um, off the seven days, she'll land on the back of the speed. If Troy can get her out in the clear air on the turn, pre-turn, and let her roll, she'll look, she'll be super hard to catch. I think devoted with normal luck will beat her, definitely. But there's no guarantee devoted gets normal luck here and we can shop each way. So um, playing Marika each way in the last for me. I've only got three horses in the market with Search and Rock Span there. The third one as well, who's also chasing a railway stunt. All right, Terry's got it that short. You've got to pull the trigger early. Uh, any final thoughts, T-Dogs? Um, I thought he's very, very hard to beat Devoted. Um, and unlike Terry, I've got him shorter than the market. I sort of priced him $1.70. Oh, oh you're right. Dear me. I think I did that out of, like, pessimism when I did my market. Like, I was like, oh, no, 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 this is a $10 chance. I'm dead. I'm cooked. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just I don't think the the rest of the field can go to the level he's going to third up. I, I love Pike getting on. I just think he's gonna 
suit this horse down to the ground. Uh, Pike on under $5 last 12 months, WA only. Uh, he's 24 from 57, 42% winning strike rate, 6% pot. So I love when he sort of gets on horses for the first time in sort of a preparation. And yeah, I just think this horse is just, he's had pretty much two buys, first two runs. And now now it's go time, needs to win. And uh, he's the horse to beat in the railway. I'm with Terry. Um, he'll get in on the limit and hopefully carry Pike in the big one. So. Um, yeah, very confident he gets the job done on Saturday. How do you ride him here, Trev? If you're uh, if you're handing instructions out to Pikey, which I doubt anyone does. A couple of does, kilos yeah. over, I'm tipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be a, be a few, just a few. Um, look, I've got to be honest. I find doing maps in Perth extremely hard because I, I don't have the handle on the jockeys as you know probably some do because I'm doing Western Australian form from Victoria, so. The maps aren't where I'm sort of trying to pick my advantage. I think, you know, I could listen to blokes like you and, and smarter people about speed maps and I just, yeah, I sort of brush over them a little bit, um, which I know a lot of people will find a bit interesting, but it seems to work for me. Um, I would just, quite simply, I'd try and ride him like the best horse here and try and put him in a spot where he can mean the first four or five. Um, I know a lot of people probably can't get into that position, but Pikey, um, there's full intent here to win, and I sort of thought the map. You know, you got Cockney Crew, the leader, Searching Rocks, Let's Gallivant. Then there's you know playing Marika as you said, but there's a lot of horses here that probably want to get back in the run, and hopefully just Pikey can be a little bit aggressive um, that first four hundred and just get him a spot sort of in the first five. I don't mind if he's covering a little bit of ground, um, considering I just think he has panels on them. So that was a that was a long way to answer a short question, I think. No, I like it. I, I just thought you're right. That's all. I'll be very happy if playing Marika on second or third to devote it in the last, believe me. If there's a photo finish, I'll be cheering for my bet to, to definitely uh, get done. All right. So uh, in the uh, the railway, I think he's uh, devoted into 480. So maybe uh, trend nah, a little bit. See, see if, you, if we're going to just one thing, if anyone's thinking about playing devoted railway, there's no chance it jumps sort of probably jumps $3, $4 in a railway. Has to win this. Just do the manual all up. Back mm. it here, then back it next week. You're going to get six bucks instead, seven dollars instead. Good idea, and that's sort of exactly what I was going to suggest. So, keep your powder dry and uh, do it uh, that way because uh, four eighty looks like a bit of fool's gold, or you could uh, just get egg on your face very, very easily. Terry, you've been amazing, and uh, I'll try and get you back on uh, next week. I think uh, Railway WA Guineas, and then uh, the Winter Bottom is uh, the week after that. So. West Coast is the best coast. Always a pleasure, lads. Cool. All right. Good luck on the good weekend. Luck. He's going to be swinging uh, to the fences by the sound of it and uh, full of confidence. Make sure you uh, you jump in and shop early because this guy moves the market. Uh, he's an absolute beauty. Before we wrap up, let's go to uh, Donnie's best. I've not sacked Donnie after a couple of It's a bit nasty. By he's due. Gentlemen, Donnie here again for the best bets this weekend. It was good to get one from two last week. We keep winning. Let's move forward. We've got two bets this weekend. The first one comes up in Doomant Race 5, number 5. It's called Driver Deal. It's going for four on the bounce this weekend. It maps perfect. It's going to lead or sit just behind him. It's in the right stable. It's got the right jockey on. It's going to be strong at the end of the 1,600 metres, and there's just not much else in the race. So at $2.50, I'm happy to have something on Driver Deal, Race 5, number 5 at Doomant. The other bet comes up on Friday night. It's in race one, number five, Tregara. This horse was caught three deep on a hot tempo last start at Newcastle. It was only caught in the shadows of the post. The key to this horse is it should lead around Canterbury. You want to find leaders around this track. 
If it finds the front, it looks tremendously hard to beat. $4.20, I have to have something on. It's the way to play at Canterbury is find the leaders. So I'm happy to back race one, number five, Trigara, Canterbury on Friday night. So just to recap, the two best bets are race five, number five, driver deal at Dooman on Saturday and Friday night, race one, number five, Trigara. Good luck, gentlemen. Outstanding. Another guy that moves the markets is the Don. So he's going to side with Uncle Robbie and Betty Thompson in his backyard in uh, Brizzy. And Tregara, Friday night at uh, Canterbury. Walt. I have not seen a runner. He's just too good for me, Donny. He's fast, isn't he? He's, just, he's across he's it. He's just too good. He's there. He's already knocked the price off, and you haven't even gone to sleep or and, got out of bed. The funny part is Tregara's my horse that he hated last art in the maiden, and he backed that thing of uh, O'Shea's that Sleepy Penza dragged out the back. And yeah, Interesting. Anyway, yeah, if it gets to the front, it'll run well. Sneaky, sneaky. Tommy's got to make a decision. Come on, Tommy. Hopefully he's awake this week. We're on a couple of his top sports steamers. I'm a beauty. Oh, I am me was a beauty last week, uh, and there's a bit of a fight back here from the early shoppers. So let's have a look at uh, this week's bets. This is a beauty. Cranbourne race five number six Cardigan Queen, four hundred at five forty here. Only Jay Allen will get this beat. Yeah, it was good first up at Geelong. Charged the line there, didn't she? Um, the deep race. There's a few chances there, but you could. Definitely make a case that, you know, five, six dollars is probably overs for her. Unlike a few on the race, though, she's on the up, whereas they're on the way down. Mm, so they're second up. Yeah, a few of the horses in that race have uh, coming to the end of their prep by the look of it. Race eight, number two, Ancestry. Uh, small bet, this one, $131. A spec here. Yeah, I mean, on his best figures, you could definitely entertain him at $31, but he, ne he needs to get out of the chair, so that's his problem. Mm. Mm, yeah, probably couldn't take 30s. No, not keen. And then uh, this is a bit better bet. Uh, or bigger bet, and race nine, it's uh, Beaufort Park, $331. Like this. Um, I thought this horse's trials have been outstanding, this preparation. Um, he's a bit of a, a sneaky operator at times, Saab, and uh, hold this horse back um, from the Flemington Carnival. I think he got balloted out of a race there, but it's absolutely flying, that horse. Chase, Jojo was a man, cross-talk, last prep. That's got to be good form for a race at Cranbourne. Mm. Yeah, didn't have much luck behind. He's a shocker, though. I remember prior to tasting uh, Jojo's a man and cross-talk either. So um, I remember I was on him that day at sort of 26 bucks. But um, he was probably unlucky not to win a race last prep. He was he was thereabouts in the finish in a few of them. And E. Brown going aboard uh, looks a big tick. Well, holy heck, they've backed that one, Beaufort Park. 331 now $12 at Top Sport. So... <laughs> I was going to say 331. That's a it's a decent go this sort of day, and age. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, blown to pieces. Okay, but uh, again, Saab Hassan. So oh, I tell you what, it is a frightening day if you're betting at Cranbourne. You're probably jumping the cupboard at race five, and you're probably not out of it, especially if you're back in Saab in the last until six o'clock. So I assure you, take snacks, and then if you're going to start uh, betting at Ascot. Things might turn around because uh, Terry's an absolute weapon as well. So, shit, it's going to be a big day Saturday. It's going to be outstanding racing. I, I love the Perth Carnival. I just love having a couple of scotches on the couch, pizza, not talk to the missus for a little bit longer, and then just sort of isolate myself and enjoy the Saturday night watching a bit of Perth quality racing. Jesus Christ. Well, scary. You'll be 10 pin bowling. Uh, hopefully, hopefully yeah. that's the in finals the final, time. finals time, in the final with with yeah, all the unwashed finals, finals with all out unwashed. at Ashmore. Right, Terrific, right you know, filling in for DK this week. Have to channel him, so we have to <laughs> find a bet in a maiden out wide. Have you got one? And I found one. Race go. one. I love it. Donald, Donald Sunday. We just chips in on the Pruska Yendel horse Tar Heel Blue. 
I think it's number three. No market's up because acceptance has only just came up. Price? Oh, well, I, I reckon if you could take uh, under even, about evens, you'd be you'd be keen. You're so sick. God, it's a 2,200-metre maiden, and it's had about six starts. That's that's sort of DK's area. They're well exposed. Oh. Starts. <laughs> and it's... No, this isn't DK at all. It's drawn barrier number one. <laughs> There's no way he'd be piling in. Sounds like a camel race to me. Nico, good luck, uh, Cranbourne. At least you uh, you don't have to drive the Ford uh, too far down the road. That's uh, your country and, um, yeah. Good. You will need it. It's going to be a scary day out there at Cranbourne. It could be an unbelievable day. You could be wearing, repping the Sutton Young jacket, cap, beanie, Sunday night. If, if Sunday. If those two horses win, I might try and get in like the celebrations after the race. You try and get in the to. photo. Try and get in the Uncle Bryn Cup photo. <laughs> you might have to, you know, move away from Dave's stable and start buying horses there. Yeah, that might be a costly exercise <laughs> if I do that. If the horse is still alive, it looks like a, a sensational bit, Uncle Bryn, but uh, it's a big, big if. All right. I think that's a wrap. I think we've gone forever. But uh, cracking uh, weekend of racing, make sure you support Top Sport, get around punting form, or uh, just buy one of the boys' subs. T-Dogs has got Patreon. He's uh, been informed there. And then you've got uh, Nico's Telegram group. You've got Walsh Racing Watch Chat. And then uh, we'll fling out a, uh, a free tip sheet. So make sure you check out the Little Birdie Twitter account as well. And another little pearl that I've found with uh, WA heating up, there's a YouTube channel called Racing Wagering. And it's the WA race replays. So it's all on YouTube. So you get the replays, you get the trainer talk and everything around that. So um, that's probably the easiest way to look at Perth replays. I'd check that out. So it's YouTube, racing, wagering, and then subscribe to that. So that's the best way to look at the replays. Is that what you use, T-Dogs? Uh, yeah, and they've also got a website that's um, terrible. sort of flick between. But, yeah, it's it's not ideal, the uh, Perth setup. They need to sharpen that up a little bit. There's a few things they could sharpen up and make their product better. You can still back winners there. So uh, let's uh, launch into them this weekend. See you guys. We'll see you next week. Can't wait for uh, next week's show.